going. Yep, it's going. Do you edit? <laughs> <laughs> I have this ability, believe yeah, it or apparently not. Apparently so. <laughs> All right, John, brother. So here we are out here at Tombstone Gun Range this morning. Mm -hmm. So we've been getting together and doing classes for a couple years now. And it's been an awesome journey for sure. So tell me a little bit about kind of the future, like what you're wanting to accomplish uh, in 2024 as far as personal experience, as far as training classes. Because I know as trainers, we don't just shoot and teach other people. You know, at some point, um, we kind of want to further our skills a little bit and just kind of let me know a little bit about what you're thinking about 2024. And because I know, per, I, you know, I'm thinking about me and myself as well and trying to get to some other classes and maybe we can get out and do some stuff and and uh, get some video and some content from some other trainers. I think it's important to hear from other trainers mm -hmm. uh, and their opinions on certain things. So hopefully we can get out and maybe travel the country, who knows what. Uh, but curious to kind of hear what, what your thoughts are on 2024. Yeah, so we launched Righteous Savages, sh shameless plug, for about two and a half months ago, back in September. It had been a dream of ours for, for probably, we've been talking about it for months. I had wanted to start a podcast for a long time. But the reason behind it was really to, to equip and activate, you know, like-minded men in faith and training and discipline and i think that probably for me the biggest thing for 2024 is probably i want to become a more disciplined person than i already am learning those things and, and we talked about this in a recent episode of of having a uh, finding our weaknesses and turning those into strengths not allowing our weaknesses to define who we are but actually turning those into strengths so a couple of things for me just early in 2024 I'm running a half marathon and I hate to run. So leaning into that, trying to actually start training for that. Um, I'll spend hours in the weight room, but you put me on a treadmill and I, I want to get off after about 15 minutes. So I, um, I'm leaning into that. And I think that it, for me, what I want to see for myself in 2024 is just developing that discipline in multiple ways of my life and multiple areas, um, making sure that I am being spiritually disciplined too making sure that I am um, always engaging the parts of my life that need to be engaged in, in, in my walk with God, in my training on the range, in my just leaning into those weak spots that, I, that I've identified and continuing to identify them. Uh, for, the, for us as, a, as, a, um, as a, a two dudes that are doing some really cool stuff, I want us to, to branch out and start our, our tactical training getting that um, rolling, and I think you guys are gonna really, really enjoy those. I wanna also see us um, really develop a bond in the brotherhood of Righteous Savages. We wanna see people joining in the brotherhood. Uh, we're planning on hopefully having some campouts and, and some other events that are going to allow us to even dive a little bit deeper one-on-one -on -one with you guys to give you guys a, a better understanding of what it actually means to be a righteous savage, to be that person that stands up for truth no matter what it costs. And I think that's something that's missing in this day and age. So I want to I want to see just a development of discipline in both us 
and the community that we are building and the brotherhood that we're building. Yeah, cool. So last May we did a, a tactical weekend and we'll probably got another one coming up May of 2024. So tell us about the tactical weekend a little bit and kind of uh, what you hope to get out of a class like that. Well, ironically, I think that's really what kind of launched this, this whole venture was that we, we talked about how training classes were kind of more of that generic thing you come in and shoot some rounds and you don't really get a chance to to either tell war stories or connect on a on a personal level with anybody it's really just get in and out five hours shoot some right some some rounds get some good information i'm not saying that we're not getting good information through those classes but i think that the shooting community and the brotherhood that we're talking about is something that's much more deeper than just even shooting guns. It's a way for us to connect, for us to grow together and um, build a community. And so I think that one of the things that, that we get out of this tactical weekend is we have a lot of time between our classes when we're cooking food, when we are doing, you know, just, just sitting around a campfire after the classes are over, we get a chance to to tell those stories, to communicate, to connect with each other. And I think that that's just invaluable in the community, especially the gun community is a very, very tight knit group overall. But I think that finding those like-minded people of faith and, you know, warriors that may not have a purpose, uh, guys that maybe they've, they've lost a lot of things in their personal life, having those, that place where guys can come and it be a place of community and a place of getting together and spending time together along with the training and having fun man that's a recipe for it sounds like a lot of fun to me and it sounds like a lot of building each other up too yep. awesome can't wait brother yep all right dave so one of the biggest things that i think and and i'd like to do i think we'd do a full podcast episode on this but let's talk briefly about discipline i know i talked about it in a, a little bit earlier uh, but what is discipline and what does discipline look like in your life and, and uh, how you handle that and what you'd like to see improve over the next year? Yeah, well, discipline, I guess, is kind of like a journey. You never get, <laughs> get good enough or exactly where you want to be doing anything, but it just depends kind of what uh, you're interested in. I think the first step is just a good, honest self-evaluation of where you are. So where you are depending it could be a lot of different topics or areas it could be your 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 health or it could be your job uh, it could be your finances it could be a lot of different stuff um, and i think it's daunting for a lot of people to think well i'm not doing very good in this one area of my life and it's going to take a whole lot for me to get where i need to be and so people see that long journey that it's going to take and it's too overwhelming and they think why should i even why should i even start because this just is not possible so i've always tried to break it down for me if i wanted to learn a new skill uh, whether it was with guns or the firearms industry or my law enforcement career if it was some new law that was coming out or learning case law that was relevant to my job it was always about just taking one small step at a time um, and so in law enforcement you know, there's a lot of different aspects to your job. Knowing, knowing the law, knowing what the rules of engagement for you on what you can and can't do on the street is very important. So in that realm, it was a little bit every day of 
reading case law, reading Supreme Court cases, reading, you know, things that were relevant to law enforcement, what other guys had done, done wrong, done right, and trying to build my knowledge base up a little bit at a time. If you tried to figure out, you know, you can't just go to law school and figure out everything in two weeks uh, about how the law works. Uh, it's it's going to be way too overwhelming. So taking one little step at a time, it's like they say, how do you eat an elephant or a horse one bite at a time? So you got to have that mindset and then understand that it's a very long process. And that way, when you do have bumps in the road of a bad day or a bad week, you realize that you're just not trying to accomplish this in a week or two. You know, sets, whatever your goals are, if you decide, you know, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds, make your goal for 10 weeks from now, not a week away, so that when you do have hit bumps and setbacks that it's not completely destroyed and you realize you have a lot more time to get that accomplished. So make sure your mindset is it's a longer journey, a longer process. And then you take it one little, little step at a time. And at some point you've got to understand you know what it is that is important the kind of the why behind you're doing it like why do i want to get better at whatever and so if you don't have a good reason for that then when the 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 bumps in the road do come along you won't care about getting back on track because it won't be important to you so a lot of people you know whether it comes to to their relationships or their health or whatever there's not really a good reason behind why they're wanting to, to do anything. And if the reason is, well, I want to, you know, for example, if I wanted to be healthier, you know, what are some reasons for why you want to be that? Well, because I want to be around longer. I want to be here for my wife, my husband, my kids, my family. I want to be here to enjoy those, those lives. That's a pretty good why. And so when it gets tough, hopefully you, your foundation is, is that. Uh, or just in life as a Christian, every day we're, we're bombarded with all kinds of stuff from the world, temptations, whatever. And how do you fight that? How do you battle through those moments? You better have a really good foundation of why it's important for you to, to battle and why it's important for you to fight. And you focus on the foundation, your faith, though you focus on the end game of where we're going to end up one day. And you let those things motivate you and keep you on track if you're really not quite sure why you're going to delve into any new new year's resolution new goal you better figure out what the purpose is behind it first if it's just a fad like oh, i just think i'll get a gym membership uh, we know how that works that lasts about a week and and that's over with so figure out a, a good really good reason motivation for why you want to do something and that will always help you stay disciplined we're not and realize we're not going to be perfect nobody's going to you know be perfectly in shape or know everything about their job or become the best shooter or it's just a journey it is always you ask any firearms instructor pick you know the best shooter in the world out there the best shooters rob latham and jerry mitchellick and if you ask them are you as good as you're ever going to be right now or can you improve at all? They would, of course, they would say, yeah, I can probably improve. I could probably get just a little bit better today than I was yesterday. Everybody's got room for improvement. You never get to that state of perfection for crying out loud. And so it's just a journey. It is a long process. When it comes back to the shooting and training world, we tell people this all the time. A new shooter comes to the range 
hey, we're going to teach you some fundamentals, and maybe it's their very first day shooting. You're not going to be able to teach them and have them figure out everything they need to figure out. Same way with martial arts. You join a gym, you decide Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is for you. This will not be over in three months or a year. This is going to be a 10 or 15 or 20 year journey for you. And you need to understand that in the very beginning and not have any false sense of security about how quickly you're going to accomplish these things. So if you have the mindset of this is going to be a, a while, this is, I'm going to work on this for a while, it becomes easier to stick with it. It becomes easier to stick with it after you have setbacks because you know this is a long process and I've still got time to work on it. So think about the journey. If this is going to take a while, take small steps. And last thing I would say is have somebody that can help keep you accountable. A best buddy, your wife, spouse, whoever that can join you in whatever endeavor. Maybe you want to learn how to, I don't know, run an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> you know, you might need some help. You might need a mentor. You not, might need somebody to teach you some things. You know, whatever the goal is, you know, having a mentor, a buddy, somebody around to help you out is enormous. Anytime you're just left alone, uh, it becomes very difficult. I remember listening to Matthew Perry, who was the actor from Friends that just passed away, was talking about his addiction to alcohol. And he said the worst thing for him was whenever he was left alone. It was just he could not overcome his addiction. Whenever he was with people, with friends, it was not that difficult. So, you know, not that you're in the process of getting over some crazy addiction, but anytime you have help, you've got somebody to help you stay accountable for any type of goal, it's going to be much easier, much more doable. So I'd say start, start with that. Stick with it. Hi, brother. So one of the things I've been noticing lately is I, I think really, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that there's this trend of Christian men that are really ready to stand up uh, with one another and not be afraid to uh, voice to voice their opinions. Maybe we kind of keep this awakening of, you know, the brotherhood yeah. going. And I think part of that is just not being afraid to stand up for what you believe in. And hopefully when you do that, you start to see the crowd around you of other people standing up. So how, many, how important is it in this day and age to not stay silent, I guess? Because that's a big trend of just, and it was a problem for me. I didn't used to speak my mind in public a whole lot or with friends or family. You just wanted everybody to kind of get along. But today, in 2023, almost 2024, how important do you think it is moving forward for all of us to not be afraid to actually say what we believe in? Well, I think that it's, honestly, for me, I think it's probably the most important thing that, we're, that we need to do. And it's not even necessarily about getting involved in, in every political issue or everything, but it is actually standing up for truth as opposed to just letting it go. And I, I recently have been reading and, and uh, listening to a couple of podcasts that uh, have talked about this specifically and how as Christians, when we don't speak the truth into people's lives, we're actually doing them a disservice. We're actually enabling them to stay in, whether it be the life of sin that they're in or the the uh, pit or rut that they're in, maybe as a believer, maybe something that they're dealing with, we're actually doing them a disservice. We're not actually speaking the truth 
as Jesus did when he walked the face of the earth. He only spoke the truth. And so we should model that. And I think that it's important. Are we going to upset some people? Probably. Are we going to maybe lose some friends or maybe hurt some relationships? There's a possibility of that. But we're not called to necessarily be these nice little bunnies hopping around and not, and not offending anybody. Jesus, as I said before, is, was the most offensive person in the history of the world. And still to this day, the gospel that he spoke, the truth that he spoke, is still offensive to the world. And so we should be carrying that banner and we should be saying, no, this is the truth. And I stand for the truth. No matter what it does to us personally, that's what we're called to do. And I think it's really, really important. Yeah, I think one of the things that I see today a lot in culture is that just believe whatever you want. You've got your truth. And your truth might be you believe in whatever religion, whether it's being a Muslim or a Mormon or a Buddhist or whatever. Um, and a lot of people will, will tell you that there's many ways to God. Yep. Uh, as a Christian, Jesus does not say that. Um, he does not say that you can just make up your own way to God. He actually said there's only one way. And I'm the way. <laughs> There's only <laughs> one way. So as Christians, are we supposed to go out and sugarcoat it and tell people, you know what? I don't want to tell you that you're wrong necessarily. Do you just stop the conversation? Or do you actually, in a loving way, tell them, you know what? Here's what the Bible says. Here's what Jesus himself said. And let people deal with that information however they want to. And, and, and I think for us, we probably should not shy away from that. I, I completely agree with that. I think that we're we're in a place where um, the self-defined truth is leading people into despair. Whether they want to admit it or not, a lot of these people that are doing these outlandish things like, I mean, cutting off body parts, doing things like that. I mean, no, nobody, in my opinion, in their right mind would do that. And I think that we're searching for the answer. We already have the answer. Jesus is the answer. He said that in his word. And, and we know that as a believer that Jesus is the way to salvation. He's the way to freedom, mentally, physically, all of those things. And when, when we don't stand up and we don't actually say the things that need to be said, as I said earlier, we're doing a disservice, but also we're hiding the light of the gospel under a bushel. And we don't have to church it up. We don't have to we don't have to have a perfectly performed church service to share the gospel. In fact, most of the time, if you look at in the Bible, when the disciples, when, when the apostles were sharing the gospel, they were sharing it in people's homes. They were sharing it as they went through their life. So I think one of the things that we should be striving for in this upcoming year, as we see this brotherhood start to emerge, this awakening in men uh, within the church and within culture, is we should be speaking the truth. And it's going to offend some people. The truth offends if you don't believe in the truth. And I think that that is the, that's the number one goal we should have as we go into this next year is to not be afraid to share our beliefs, to not be afraid to shy away from those things, but rather to carry them as we go through our lives and put to action the things that we talk about, the things that we think about, and really just drive forward the truth of what Jesus says. Yeah, absolutely.
Yeah, so here we're still hanging out here at Tombstone Gun Range on another part of the range here on our long rifle course. We're here two stories up in the sky. Yep, and our, uh, back there is like a 500 yard, well, 400 yards from here. And then on back there, we have another platform you can shoot 500 yards. So yep, pretty so cool. It's a pretty cool place. Um, we found out with a lot of our classes at Tombstone, and John was just talking about it earlier. Kind of one of the biggest things that people enjoy about the classes here is just the camaraderie and kind of getting together and trying to accomplish a task, whether it's some type of drill on the range or shooting. And we do courses like the Tough Gunner and things that are a little more difficult because we just want to push people to kind of get together and do tough things together. Whenever you look at kind of how teams, like strong teams are built, whether it's a professional football team or military special forces, you name the group of people, they become very close when they go through and do hard stuff together. It's like you talking about running, training for a marathon. Like that's gonna be something you look back with with your running buddies, it's like, man, we you become closer because you go through mm -hmm. difficult things together. We were talking earlier about having somebody to be accountable with you. That's another way to have people go through tough things with you. I mean, you become closer and you build these bonds and this brotherhood. And so with our classes and training at the range, we are trying to build a brotherhood of like-minded people with the sports and the shooting sports. We're also trying to build a brotherhood of like-minded people with our faith. And that's really, you know, I think, I even talked with my wife, Sheila, about this a little bit, about the possibilities of these groups like meeting here, whether it's the range or somewhere else, but having guys that can come out and do stuff like this and also having the ability to get together and talk about issues, faith, the beliefs, uh, struggles, and we can be there for each other to kind of not just grow a brotherhood of friends and hey, I got somebody to add to a contact list, but adding a brotherhood of people that you can rely on, that you can, that if you need something, need somebody to talk to, you need somebody to help you out, you need somebody to give you a ride, to pick you up from the hospital, whatever. And we're trying to build that community of people. And ultimately, the, you know, the why of what we're doing this for is we're trying to bring more people, as many people as we can, into the kingdom of God. Yep. Period. That That's it. And you can say, well, a lot of people get together just to build each other up and, and build friendships and build community. And that's all great. And that's a part of what we're doing. But ultimately, just adding people to the kingdom of God is number one. And then we have, when you have that set, then you can start, you have a better foundation to start building <clears throat> your relationships and your marriage and, and your leadership abilities in your family and, and in your community and that type of thing. Yep, yep. I think that one of the things that we're missing with this overly connected but fake connected uh, culture that we live in and world that we live in is we're missing that, that real life face-to-face or shoulder to shoulder. When it comes to men and women, I think women learn and build connections face to face and men uh, build connections shoulder to shoulder. So what we're talking about when we're talking about going through even an intense, you know, tough gunner course or uh, something that's challenging in a, in a gun class is that you're doing something shoulder to shoulder and that's how men connect. And I think that one of the things that's missing is that real life connection. We can sit there on TikTok or, or YouTube or any of that kind of stuff and we can get fed information. We can get fed all of the things that we think we need. But in reality, what we really need is to get out there with some like-minded people, build a relationship, build a brotherhood. And you said earlier, having that, those close friends, 
I heard a guy talk here recently about having that buddy. You have a lot of buddies that are 6 p.m. buddies. You can't, you can call them up to 6 p.m. and they'll talk to you, but after 6 p.m. they've kind of checked out, they're in, they're in their own world. And then you got a 3 a.m. buddy. And that's the dude that you can call when you got to bury a body at 3 a.m. And, and he gets the phone call, he's grabbing his shovel, and he's putting his boots on. You know, he knows he, his assumption is we're going to go do some crazy stuff. There's a great scene from a movie called The Town where uh, Ben Affleck's character walks in, and he's like, I need your help talking to Jeremy Renner's character. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is, but we're going to hurt some people. And Jeremy Renner looks back at him and says, Whose car are we taking? <laughs> and that's no, like, yeah. no questions asked. Yeah. And that's the kind of brotherhood and that's the kind of friendship that that you don't get. You only get a handful of those in a lifetime, I think. And that's what you're trying what we're trying to build because what society and cultures is they've torn us away from each other and having that face to face. And that's what we're really trying to build with righteous savages, with this range stuff, and we're gonna branch out into other things. We may like I said earlier, we're gonna do some campouts, we're gonna do that kind of stuff. And it's, it's just that ability to build the brotherhood, to speak truth into each other's lives, and to hopefully cultivate a culture of activated men that are going to stand up against the craziness in culture and say, no further. We're going to protect our kids. We're going to protect our churches. We're going to protect our communities from the onslaught of really what I believe is evil in the world. Uh, isn't it ironic how we've got this thing called the interwebs now, where if you have a question... Like, is God real, or where did God come from, or is Christianity real? You can go to the internet and search until your eyes bleed about all kinds of information out there. There's, there's not any book or document or anything that is not on the internet anymore. And people think that is the answer. Like, that's where I go for answers. And their head gets down in the computer on their phone, and they search, and they search, and they search all this stuff. And you could be intellectually the smartest person on the planet, even if you memorized everything that was on the internet. And then you come out here, and then you come out into the great outdoors that God created. And you just sit around and be quiet for a minute and look around, and all of a sudden you start to figure some stuff out that had nothing to do with the internet. Your soul starts to figure some things out, like, I think I got a, a really good feeling about what the truth is. It's what your soul, your spirit is telling you. And it's not something you're just making up in your mind. Uh, that's your conscience. That's God talking to you about this is what's really real. This, this, what, this creation I've created is real. I'm real. I'm here to save you. He's holding his hand out, reaching out. And all you got to do is reach up and take it. And so we get outside. We get to a place like this. And, man, we really start to connect and your soul opens up and it sounds all kind of you know wishy-washy to say that kind of stuff but it's the truth it's it's what we were really designed for is to be together with other people to be outdoors to be doing stuff to be learning to be mentoring and being that type of person and if we don't you know whatever it is you know whether it's shooting a gun you come to the range or chopping down trees with an axe or mowing your yard. As a man, it's in your DNA. You need to get out and do stuff. So whether you're a computer programmer or you work for whatever, at some point in your life to be totally fulfilled, I would say you've got to be able to get out and, and accomplish some things outside, outdoors. And man, we get out here to this 82 acres here 
in Southern Illinois and it's it's gorgeous. We love the outdoors. We love taking care of this place, managing what God has, has created and then getting together and enjoying that together. And we see some hearts and souls open up a lot and people start to figure out what the truth is and they've never even opened their phone or a computer. It hasn't told them their, their soul and their conscience has told them what the truth is. And I told the story, I think one of our first podcasts. I was in seventh grade. I'd never really been to church. But I started to have just an epiphany that, you know what, I think this Jesus person is real. Nobody ever told me that he was. Nobody ever sent me to Sunday school once a week. I didn't go to church three times a week. Nobody brainwashed me to think that way. I just knew it in my soul. And I'm like, well, you know, there's a difference between just believing something in your mind is real and actually being real. I can believe that a gun is unloaded and pull the trigger and it, and it went off and it doesn't matter how sincere my beliefs were you can mm -hmm. sincerely believe something and be wrong about it so and what we, we talked about earlier what's really important is what the truth is and that gun example is the the truth is was the gun, the gun loaded, was loaded. Or not? Yeah. it doesn't matter what you felt or how sincere you yep. were it doesn't change the truth your sincerity does not change the truth of your beliefs and so i just knew in my heart and soul uh that that was the truth and the more i even researched that on my own i came to believe you know as being skeptical skeptical for being a cop for 30 years you know you want to talk to some skeptical people talk to veteran cops you know they don't trust anybody they don't believe anybody <laughs> they don't want to get the wool pulled over their eyes they don't want to be tricked it's always this mindset of you're not going to get one over on me and it's not any different when it comes to figuring out my religious beliefs I don't want to have the wool pulled over my eyes either. I don't want to be tricked into believing something is not true. So for me, you know, when I dive into the truth or not, I'm, I always look at it with a very skeptical eye. And I can tell you right now from, you know, the Bible is enough evidence enough. Just the book all by itself compared to any other book is just incredible on so many levels. That could be 10 more podcasts. <laughs> yep. Uh, but ultimately, if you, you know, pick up a Bible, you know, get into it, pray to God, you know, if you're real, speak to me and let me know, prove to me that you are. And, and I'll bet you mind. you'll be surprised. Extremely I'll bet you you will, you will be blown away um, by how that changes your life and how it, it opens up a lot of other things. Brother, it's yeah. been awesome talking and uh, doing this walk and talk. If you guys really enjoyed this kind of format, we're talking about possibly doing this with some of our guests and uh, just allowing us to do this out in the great outdoors in this beautiful property that, that Dave owns. And uh, I think it's a really cool, cool uh, setup. Make sure and check out our social medias and we'll be posting what we talked about earlier. We're doing some Righteous Savages training uh, classes with firearms and, and uh, home defense. We're gonna be doing that in 2024 early on. And so check out our website here in the next couple of weeks and we'll start posting yeah. those classes. Check and out YouTube also. We've been yep. dumping a lot of videos on YouTube, the Righteous Savages podcast YouTube channel, yep. videos of prior training, prior classes we've done, videos of the range. So you kind of start to get a feel. You, know, you might have just seen us in the studio so far and that's all you really know about us. Check out the YouTube channel and kind of give you a little bit more uh, background of our history, what we do, what we're all about. 
and hopefully you'll check that out. Yep, yep. And uh, we'll see you guys again for one of our more normal, regular episodes next week. But um, we appreciate you guys stopping by and checking us out. Have a good day, and don't forget to act how you believe and carry Jesus with you everywhere you go. Have a good one, guys.